This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, has their fast, free shipping, free road house protection, convenient installation options, and their selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Bridgestone Weather Peak. But did you know they sell other automotive products as well? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, just go to TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's in the bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb in the bonus. Hope you're enjoying the uh, freeness of this podcast. None of us wearing any underwear. No. Also, just want to point out, I'm not wearing any deodorant. So I got that Matthew McConaughey thing going. Supposedly that's his thing. You guys know that, right? All El Natural. I don't know. I, I just, I, you know, I understand that the aluminum apparently they put in deodorant and antiperspirant is bad for you, but I prefer bad for you as opposed to smelling, uh, smelling like something I took out from from dinner last night. Right? That's that's just me. That's that's who I am. I am a bit of a sweater, so I do understand. You know, it's kind of like um, 
how bad does your body smell? It's, I don't know if you guys know this, um, talk show hosts, game analysts, guys that can talk for two hours, three hours straight, that affects your breath. Oftentimes you have bad breath afterwards. Just it's the amount of times in which you're, <laughs> you're, you're, no, it's a real thing, right? And um, so imagine if you're using your breath that much, that's, you know, the inner workings of your stomach acid coming out. Imagine if you're using your body that much, how much that must smell, right? That's like my idea. You don't smell yourself. You smell yourself, you got an issue. Uh, Other big question is, and before I get to my rant of the day is, this is a big question, okay? Ramos, you ready for this one? I'm always ready, ready. Doug. Okay. When you put on cologne, do you wear cologne ever? Only when we go out, like, uh, to a special occasion. Great. That's actually perfect. Because I call certain games in the NBA cologne games only special (laughs) occasions, right? You get it. Like, I'm not a wear cologne every day sort of guy. But when you do wear cologne, how do you apply it and how much do you apply? I usually spray it in the air and kind of walk through it. Wow. That's an advanced move, Ron. Okay. All right. There you go. Um, What about you, Jay Stu? Are you a cologne guy, first of all? The exact answer is that John has. I... I'll wear it every once in a while, and then I'll uh, spray and walk into it. I think that's the only always way to the do same it. scent. Um, I have two choices, I, and both were picked out by women. Like, Correct. This is my thing. Yeah. Um, I have zero barometer on what smells. It all good smells to women. better. It, right, it all smells good. Right. Yeah. Like you put on cologne, generally it all smells good. It's like yeah. what smells good to but you. But you let your woman pick yes. out the cologne. Um, and it's a hard th- one though with the breakup though, right? Like what if you really like the cologne? It's really your scent. And then you break up with her and you're like, she got me the cologne. That's ex- that, that's, that's the quandary. I think I have guests and then I have another, yes, yeah. I have another option and I forget what it's they called. They go with your guest jeans? Yeah. I have some guest jeans too. What about overalls? Guess overalls. Remember guest those? jeans today I'm wearing without underwear. Oh, there you yeah. go. And so, nor so. deodorant or... Uh, or any sort of uh, a cologne either. Um, so do you spray the same way? Do you spray and walk into it? I do. Yeah, that's wow, the that's way like, to do it, Wow, that's like super advanced. Yeah. You guys yeah. are evolved men. That's because, yeah. you know, you're in your 40s and and slightly beyond. Um, <laughs> no, but I know I'm serious. Like, that's, if you ask like an uh, 18-year-old, no, they, just, they just spray they, it and they, they it's yeah, just too much. Too much. You're like, oh. <laughs> Uh, my, uh, my girlfriend's teenager, I think, goes heavy on the axe. Uh, now, Axe is the body spray, right? Yeah, the body I, spray. I don't know. Is it a, is it a deodorant as well, or is sort of? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's like an all-in-one. Uh, that is actually why I like it. So, um, yeah, I, do, I have one cologne, and I do. I've always done the on one wrist, one wrist, and rub the wrists, and then a little of the neck. I've been told recently go into the uh, is it solar plexus? Solar? How do you actually pronounce that little? Divot in the middle of your chest. Yeah, oh and, no! I thought solar plexus were on the side, like no. your, uh, under your arm. No, no, that's your armpits. <laughs> I don't know. Um, in the middle of the chest is a sternum. I thought the solar. I uh, know. <laughs> is this kinesiology one hundred one hundred one or something like that? Uh, solar plexus is right in the middle of your chest. There you go. The nerve plexus in the abdomen that is situated behind the stomach and in front of the aorta. Wow. That's a, a solar plexus. I always thought those were underneath the arms. Wow. Nope. You learned something. This is what you learn <laughs> in the bonus, That's right? right. Like we, bonus, can, we don't have right? time for this shit in a regular radio show. We're, <laughs> we're too busy covering yeah. games and lines and stuff that's interesting to sports guys in this particular case. So is that where Drew Brees was hit 
when he uh, lost his job to Tom Brady? That sounds familiar, doesn't it? He lost was his it job a solar to Tom plexus Brady. injury? <laughs> no, Drew Bledsoe. I'm sorry, Drew oh, Bledsoe. Yeah. Does that uh, well, I thought I thought he break a rib, or did he dislocate a lung, or what is it? Yeah, it was somewhere in that area. Oh. Um. So yeah. that's where you apply your cologne. Yeah. Yeah, that's what solar, I was told. Solar plex. Solar plexus. Plex, plexus, solar plexus. All right, let's get to the rant of the day. So LeBron James um, took to the podium to say, hey, Adam Silver, and they're playing in Vegas. The Lakers always play preseason games in Vegas. Hey, I, I want to own a team. I want to own the Vegas team. And I do understand what I believe LeBron is doing. It's genius uh, in terms of his desire to own the team. Here's LeBron after last night's game. I would love to uh, bring a team here at some point. That would be amazing. And I know Adam is uh, in Abu Dhabi right now, I believe, with the Bucks in, in, in uh, Atlanta. But he probably sees every single interview and transcript that comes through from NBA players. So I want the team here, Adam. Thank you. Which, there's a little of Shaq to it, right? There's a little of, I want the team here, thank you, right? And just get out, and there's a, a, you almost feel like he's not really kidding, but acting like he could be like, yo, I was just kidding, I was just playing, right? It's a good way to play it off. But what's he trying to do? I mean, I, I kind of think it's, uh, it's smart and impressive, although there's a definite downside. What he's trying to do, I believe, is make it so that there are no bidders. No real bidders. No real chance that anybody with real money gets in there and uh, and outbids him. And you might think to yourself, well, man, geez, why wouldn't the NBA want LeBron James as an owner? I think they would. I really do. It gives you a guy who's, it gives you diversity, gives you somebody who came from nothing to make it to something. He's also very much a known commodity in NBA circles. You would think that uh, his, his desire to get everybody paid would make other NBA players want to go play for him. It's in Las Vegas, which is a burgeoning market, which has shown the ability to support two professional frontline uh, NBA, uh, um, um, NHL and an NFL franchise. Like all of that makes sense. All that makes sense. Here's the problem. An NBA franchise in Vegas is going to cost somewhere in the neighborhood of $3 billion. Right? One of the reasons that this Phoenix sale is interesting is because whatever the bottom line is, add on top of that some sort of franchise fee, and that's what's going to cost for you to buy an NBA team in Las Vegas. You also have to calculate that why LeBron can play it off as, man, I was just playing, or I just want to throw it out there. Much like Las Vegas has always been a Raiders town, just so people are aware, like I, if you, you want to go back, you can Google on the internet. Um, as early as 10 years ago, I said the Raiders should move to Vegas and that would be a home run because they're, they're popular in Los Angeles, but they're crazy popular in Vegas and whoever stuck the flag in the ground, especially for football, because it just works out, you know, gambling all week long. is not really, doesn't really change much, but football in Vegas is one growing. It's always been popular. It's always been a Rainers town. That's also always been a Lakers town. 
in basketball in Vegas, when UNLV was right, UNLV was bigger than the Lakers. UNLV hadn't been right in years. And so now it's Lakers first and foremost. Remember, that's where Kobe took off and dunked through somebody's soul. We've, of course, seen USA basketball play there a ton. It's always been kind of a mecca for AAU basketball and now become the center for summer basketball as well. Not just USA basketball, but the NBA Summer League. But remember, you're coming off of a Laker game. You're wearing Laker gear. You're in a Laker town. And no one, no one in the NBA thinks otherwise, that you don't want to own the team, right? It's not like this is a surprise. This is not a surprise It's a poorly kept secret, one, that they want to have a team in Vegas, and two, that LeBron wants to own it. None of that's a surprise. But why would you say it? By my estimation, and I think it's reasonable, most people who follow the Lakers and live in Southern California, you don't have to be a diehard Laker fan to go like, it's always been a weird relationship here through four seasons. Yeah, they won a championship, but covid And they've had two absolutely disastrous years in which he got hurt and they didn't make the playoffs. Then you had the year in which they made the playoffs and they were super arrogant, up two games to one, had an injury to Anthony Davis, and then they lose to the Suns after talking all that ish, right? So four years in, only one time did they get past the first round of the playoffs, and that was in the bubble. They won a championship and never had a victory parade. LeBron James plays for, but is not a Laker. Now, he signs that contract extension in the offseason, and the idea is Laker for life. And now he's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record. You know what you never had from Magic Johnson? And, and I know that Magic said Kobe's the greatest Laker ever. That's because Magic gets it. Let other people say you're the greatest Laker ever. Let other people know the idea that Magic was Magic. He ran and owned the league. Magic's been a brilliant businessman. And my guess is, after the taboo of having HIV wore off, the NBA would love, love to have Magic Johnson as an owner. But you know what he's never done? You've never heard Magic have beef with Kareem, a relationship with Kareem, or openly opine to buy a team not named the Lakers. Right? Here's the thing about the Lakers, which is very unique from any other NBA team. The the Lakers are a mom-and-pop shop. That's a family-run team. And there are very few of those remaining because of the cost of these teams and the change in much of the ownership. But besides that, okay, if you're really a Laker, your goals are to play for the Lakers, to win a championship, and then to be around the Lakers and at Laker games the rest of your life. That's really what it is. James Worthy's on TV. Derek Fisher coached the G League team now on TV. Or the the women, the the WNBA team, right? Go look at all of the Lakers. And yeah, Kareem has had various coaching spots, whatever, with the Clippers. But that's only because the Lakers didn't really want him. So it's one thing to eventually own a team not named the Lakers because the Lakers are not for sale, nor will LeBron James have the pockets, nor would they sell to LeBron James. Like none of that's happening. But the whole other thing to make it open that you're opining in the same week that you said you had no relationship with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporting handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds or... I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings pick six app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code Doug. New customers can play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code Doug only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in Pick 6 credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only, expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, let's welcome in Jared Smith. Uh, Jared is PicksWise lead betting analyst, the co-host of our new show on Fox Sports Radio, our Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. He, Rich Hornberger, and Brian No. It uh, airs each Saturday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time. Listen live on our Fox Sports Radio affiliates 
or in the iHeartRadio app. It's all presented by BetMGM. Um, all right, uh, Jared, let's let's get to some of the picks of the weekend. I know there's some games you've done a deep dive into. Kansas is very much a topic of conversation in college football. They welcome in TCU. Both teams are undefeated, and TCU just smashed Oklahoma. Um, TCU's a, what is it, a six-point favorite? Seven-point favorite, depending on where you get it on the road? Who do you like and why? Yeah, I mean, this is one of those classic spots, Doug, and I know you, you look into this, but the psychology of, of these 18 to 22 year olds is just the, the most difficult part of, of what I do on a weekly basis. It's easy to find stats. It's easy to find numbers, but to try to figure out how Kansas who hasn't been ranked in a long time, seeking their first six and zero start in nearly two decades handles this vibe college game day coming to town. Usually the basketball players are the ones that are the rock stars on campus, but now the football team is starting to get that attention. How do the Jayhawks handle that? Well, on the other side of the ball, it's, it's unfortunate this week that they get arguably the hottest team in college football from an offensive perspective. TCU also undefeated. First offensively in rushing efficiency. Sixth in overall efficiency. They're gaining nine yards per play on first down. Max Dugan has an 85% completion percentage on first down. And when I look at the offensive numbers, the early down numbers to me are more predictive. Late downs, it's more volatile. The defense expects you to pass. Early down numbers to me tell, paint a, a better picture and, and tell a better story. Well, TCU arguably the best offense in the country on early downs this season. I think it's a letdown spot for both teams. You mentioned TCU off the win at Oklahoma. That Kansas game against Iowa State was ugly, but the Jayhawks figured out a way to get a W. I think Matt Campbell's kicking decision certainly played a large part of that. But when you look at this game, you know, from a from a talent perspective, I mean, the Horned Frogs are BFS, bigger, faster, stronger. But this Jayhawks team has a little bit of that moxie that we didn't really expect with Lance Leipold and Jalen Daniels this year. The one thing I will say, if you want to talk about a, a, a recipe for a, a Jayhawks win, controlling the time of possession, their offensive lines grading out well, TCU's defense struggles to stop the run. Daniel Hillshaw Jr., one of the running backs on this Kansas team, will miss this game. He's the third leading rusher on the team behind Devin Neal and Jalen Daniels. So maybe that hinders the Jayhawks' ability to really pound the rock but I'll be honest, if you want to talk about just straight X's and O's, TCU should roll into, into Lawrence this week and, and just blast this Jayhawks defense. But stranger things have happened in Lawrence this year. So very tough from a betting perspective. I think the number's gotten to a point where it's tough to lay a full touchdown with TCU. But I do expect the Horn Frogs to win this game. Um, uh, Tennessee travels into LSU. Tennessee has been a pleasant surprise in the SEC. Hooker has not thrown a pick, and he's been outstanding at quarterback. They take out an LSU squad, which kind of work in progress in terms of throwing the football to talented wide receivers. Um, who do you like and why? Yeah, this game is fascinating. So the Vols are off the bye, and they haven't won in Baton Rouge in a hot minute since 2005. And they've got a huge game next week against Alabama. So we'll see if they're looking ahead at all. LSU, despite their win over Auburn, I mean, that was as fortunate of a win as you might see all season. I think their postgame win expectancy was 8%. So a lot of professional handicappers here in town downgraded LSU still this week, even though they're coming off of that win. It, usually you would say they've got the home field edge, but 11 a.m. local start in Death Valley. I, I think that kind of negates some of that you know, home field advantage. The one question I have about LSU is, is their secondary. They just let Auburn's quarterback, Robbie Ashford, throw for 337 yards. The entire season up to that in the first four games, 
he had only thrown for 372 combined. So what's going on with that LSU defense with, again, ton of talent, but we're not quite seeing it translate to their on-field success. Hendon Hooker's had a fantastic year. I think this Tennessee offense is very dangerous. But if you want me to poke <laughs> holes in the balls, the one thing I would say, he is a little bit frantic when he gets pressured. So he's a mobile quarterback. I would expect him to be able to dodge pressure at, at, you know, as much as possible. But his pressure to sack rate this year is 30%. So out of every 10 pressures being sent on Hooker, three of them are resulting in sacks. That's, that's a high percentage for a mobile quarterback. So I'd like to see that percentage go down. It's not going to help this week that Cedric Tillman is likely not going to play. That's the best wide receiver, one of the best receivers in the country. That'll help the LSU secondary. On the offensive side for the Tigers, can Jaden Daniels handle the physicality of playing in the SEC? We know he can handle it in the Pac-12. Different animal in the SEC. We saw him a little gimpy on Thursday, or excuse me, on Saturday last week. The one thing I will say, he hasn't thrown an interception yet this year. He's been a little inefficient with his downfield passing, but for the most part, he's avoided that fatal mistake. LSU held a players-only meeting this week with the skill position guys trying to figure out what's going on with that offense. We heard Brian Kelly come out and say his quarterback is a little too conservative. I expect more aggression. I expect faster tempo. I expect LSU to stretch their legs against a Tennessee offense, or excuse me, a Tennessee defense that's faced Akron, Ball State, Pitt with a backup quarterback, and Florida, say what you want about Anthony Richardson, not as accurate. So I think if Jaden Daniels can finally throw the ball down the field with some efficiency, LSU could score some points in this game. I kind of like the over. Tennessee's going to run. Tennessee's going to run a fast tempo. I think LSU is going to score some points, but I think the line's also telling me the Tigers probably the right side at home. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you on the, on the line. The over is an interesting thought that I hadn't had until you brought it up. Okay. Oklahoma takes on Texas in the Red River rivalry. Both teams, two losses. So the, the loser is going to have three losses on the year, which not only takes them out of the national title hope, like it, it, it essentially takes them likely out of the Big 12 title hopes. Um, Texas, a, a healthy touchdown favorite, and Quentin Ewers is supposed to be back and healthy at quarterback. You like the Horns as well in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, this line's definitely telling you Ewers is going to be back under center. It, it opened five, and it, it jumped up to nine. To, I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing this line really start to push double digits now, and I think if you were going to ask me preseason, Red River rivalry, neutral site game, Texas a double-digit favorite in this spot, I, I, I would have questioned it. But it, it was a big downgrade after Gabriel got hurt last week. This Oklahoma offense just is not the same without him. And I think they're going to struggle to move the football. Texas is kind of in one of those spots where if they get one of those emphatic wins, I think you could start to put them, obviously not in the Big 12 championship picture. The Big 12 is fascinating this year. Really, really solid conference, much better than expectation. But you could start to put Texas back in the category of having a successful season, going to a bowl game, and you know maybe playing in, in one of those more higher-profile bowl games if they can kind of run the table. They do get Iowa State at home. They have to go to Oklahoma State in a couple of weeks, and then they play a game at Kansas um, towards the end of the season that might be very interesting. And then, of course, the home date at the end of the year with Baylor. But this is one of those get-right spots for Texas. I'd like to see them stretch their legs with viewers back under center. I think the line's probably too rich for me to lay it with the Longhorns, but I do expect a really solid performance. Win because Oklahoma, to me, their defense now looks a little suspect, especially after what just happened at TCU. And with the move at quarterback, I just don't see a lot of positives with the Sooners this week. Yeah, it's crazy how this season has has turned after that Kansas State loss then backed up with the loss to TCU. 
last uh, last week. Um, okay, Utah's taking on UCLA. UCLA with a quality win at home against uh, previously undefeated Washington. Now the preseason favorites, the Utah running Utes, the Utah Utes uh, take on the Bruins. Who do you like and why? Yeah, this line was fascinating, too. It opened three, and we immediately saw it hop towards Utah over that key number of three, get to four, four and a half. Now we're starting to see the sharp money, a little push and pull out here in the desert, Doug. We're seeing some buyback on UCLA now at four and a half. It's drifted back to four. I'm seeing some three and a halfs pop up in the market. If we just do line comparison for a minute, though, Washington was a three-point favorite at UCLA last week. And Utah right now, three, three-and-a-half-point favorite at UCLA this week. The odds makers are telling you then that Utah and Washington would be a pick on a neutral field. I don't buy that. I think Utah is a field goal at least better than Washington on a neutral field. So just based off of that line comparison, you already can see some value with the Utes. Then you look at the matchup itself. Well, Kyle Whittingham owns the Bruins, 9-3 and three against the spread in 12 games, five straight wins, not only straight up, but also against the spread. And those five games have been lopsided. The Utes are outscoring the Bruins 234 to 99, covering the number by an average of 18 and a half points. Now, physicality has really been the issue with these teams. Utah is not built like a Pac-12 team. UCLA is a little more flash and dash while the Utes are a little more ground and pound. And when you look at this Utah offense playing slightly below expectation, Brent Keithy, the all-world tight end out for the year, that's not good. Kavion Thomas, their running back, was expected to have a really solid year. He's been about average, 4.4 yards per carry. Nothing to write home about, but, you know, not terrible either. Relying a lot on Cameron Rising. And he's really stepped up and has filled the void with this Utah offense. I think he's made a leap here in his second full year as a starter, or really first full year as the starter. But second year getting, you know, a bulk of the reps. We're still looking for that wide receiver to emerge with the Utes. And I think that's going to be something we need to see down the road if they're going to be taken seriously as a you know championship type of team or at least a Pac-12 championship type of team but you can also say their offense has been a little unlucky they're a top 15 team on standard down but they're outside the top 80 in points per opportunity so what that's telling me is they're moving the ball really effectively but they're not quite finishing those drives with touchdowns maybe that's because they don't have that explosive weapon in the red zone like they've had in prior years but this UCLA team really struggles on late downs 99th in success rate on third and fourth downs. And to me, that's where Utah has the edge here, Doug, because let's play it out game script-wise. Utah's a top 15 team on early downs. So first and second down, they're getting good yardage. That sets up third and short, and that's where UCLA has really struggled to get off the field. So I see Utah really extending a lot of drives. We'll see if they can finish those drives off. But to me, it's this UCLA offense against Utah's defense. Let's be honest. UCLA hasn't faced anybody with a shred of defensive credibility so far. Washington came in last week off a big win at Michigan State. One less day to prepare. They were banged up defensively. Alabama State, Bowling Green, South Alabama, the other defenses that this UCLA offense has faced thus far. Yeah, Utah's going to bring a much different element to this game. I think they've got one of the best corners in the country, Clark Phillips. He's the National Player of the Week. Three interceptions last week. He's the highest recruited player Utah's ever had in the secondary. Their front seven's been slightly below expectation, but still a really solid unit, and I just don't see UCLA getting as much uh, you know, positive momentum on offense as they did last week. They get off to that early lead, held on late. I, I really like the Utes in this matchup. All right. Uh, last one I'm going to ask you about. Um, 
Here's the thing. I thought Missouri, I watched the Georgia game, and they were obviously very competitive, led until late. But there was never a moment that I thought they were going to win that game. They just didn't. And what, what, what I know, what I believe in college football, and I've, I've noticed, you see it sometimes in the NFL, is when you play these high-level teams, oftentimes it beats you up, and then that's what gets you beat the next week as well. They travel into Florida, and Florida played Sunday now, so quick turnaround, but it was against Eastern Washington at home, so they played a lot of their young guys. Basically kind of a, a bit of a bye week for Florida. Gators are a big favorite at home, and I think they cover the 11. Am I crazy? I, I love this spot for Florida. I, I, you're 100% right. And unlike the NFL, these are pros. The numbers are efficient. The market's efficient. I like to lean on the market more. In college football, emotion matters. And it's really, listen, it's really hard to get inside the mind of an 18- to 22-year-old kid. Very difficult thing to do. I, again, I think handicapping the mindset of college football teams on a week-to-week basis is probably the most difficult part of my job. But this is a spot that lights up on the meter of letdown because you're right. Missouri was so close. They could see it. It was right there. And then Georgia did what good teams do. And that slammed the door in the fourth quarter. Now you have to turn around and go on the road. I think that makes it even more difficult. It'd be one thing if, you know, it was in Columbia, but going to the swamp in a hostile environment, once one thing goes wrong, these kids are immediately going to be thinking, oh, well, it's just like last week when we had Georgia beat and we couldn't close the door. Now, Florida presents a different challenge. I think they're more of a spread-it-out offensive team. Now, Georgia's throwing it a little bit more effectively this year, too. I think you give Munkin uh, and Bennett some credit for that. But this Florida offense is so dynamic. Now, Richardson hasn't been as efficient as I'd like. But again, the athletes and just the stress that this Missouri defense will be under for 60 minutes, really hard to ignore. On the other side, Florida de- Florida's defense has been okay. Nothing to write home about. I don't think Missouri's going to be as effective and, and probably as, as turnover-free as they were uh, in the game against Georgia on Saturday. They had that game won, and they couldn't close the door, and this is an absolute letdown spot for the Tigers. Jared, great stuff, man. Can't wait to hear the show this weekend. Of course, uh, Jared Smith, PicksWise lead betting analyst, co-host of the new show on Fox Sports Radio is our countdown to kickoff with Rich Ornberger, Brian No, Airs each Saturday between 9 a.m. and noon Eastern time. Listen live Fox Sports Radio affiliates or the iHeartRadio app presented by BetMGM. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporting handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started 
Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Goodyear tires. Ship, ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. Be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires at a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get to the list of the day. List of the day is, in order, from 10 to 1, the teams most likely to win the World Series. Number 10. Number 10, the Seattle Mariners. I actually think they're really good. They might be better than a couple of the teams ahead of them, but lack of playoff experience. It just feels like the, the, the Mariners of that team, even if they advance out of the wild card, they're like the... They're like the woman or the young kid who's uh, in the horror movie early on. You know they're not going to be around for the end of the horror movie because you don't know who they are, right? Like if Samuel L. Jackson is in a horror movie, you know that Samuel L. Jackson's going to be around for the end of the horror movie. If some unknown actor is at the start with Samuel L. Jackson at the start of a horror movie, you know Samuel L. Jackson's going to be there. Who's going to die? Correct? That's the Mariners. Number nine. The Toronto Blue Jays. Kind of similar. I like. I know they've had more success of late, and I actually like a lot of parts to their roster. Um, but I mean, look, you got injury issues with Gaussman, right? Um, you got all kinds of injury issues on their team. And as much as I love uh, Vladdy and Bo Bichette and the the thoughts of their dads and how good they were, uh, th- this is a team that feels a little bit banged up to climb that. I don't want to say, is it impossible, right? Like, Alec Manoa is a good pitcher. Berrios is a good pitcher. Ross Stripling's what, their third? You probably won't see him in this wild card round, right? Danny Jansen is their catcher I like. 
uh, Jordan Romano. I love his cheese. He's this cheese is excellent. Right? There's a 29 year old dude who at home. Have you seen his ERA at home? By the way, 1.10 ERA. Wow. But he walks a lot of dudes for a closer. He just does. Walks a lot of dudes, and that one always gives me the the shivers in the playoffs because it feels like every rally starts with a with a leadoff walk, doesn't it? I like the Blue Jays. I just don't love them. Number eight. Same thing goes for the Cardinals. You know, look, they're they're they've been energized by Pujols' resurgence in the second half of the season, and they do play baseball the right way. I'm teasing, but there's a lot of good from the St. Louis Cardinals club. It really is. Um. But um, I'm interested in what, like, look, you got retired. You got some dudes there. Arenado, Goldschmidt, big-time dudes. But there's a reason that Yachty's retiring. There's a reason that Pujols is retiring. They haven't just been doing a, a long time. They're a little bit past their prime. And um, now we get to the part of the playoffs where you need the most energy and they had the least. Yeah, I'm going to pass on the Cardinals. I'm going to put them at eight. Number seven. The Cleveland Guardians. I hate the Guardians nickname. I do. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know if you probably couldn't have kept it, the Indians. Enough people were against the Indians. But I just, I don't know. I don't like the idea of Guardians. They've been hot down the stretch. Uh, They've won, I think, six of their last eight games. And remember, they had that win streak of, I want to say, seven games when they were wiping out the Twins and wiping out the White Sox and the Rangers. They play great baseball here to win their division going away, right? Chicago uh, ends up being, being what was it, 11 games back? Like, that's crazy. It's super, super nuts. Um, and, you know, Jose Ramirez is a superstar sort of talent. I just, these are the kind of guys that, again, win the wild card, don't win a real playoff series. Number six. Padres. You're like, wait, what? How are you putting the Padres ahead of the Guardians or the Cards or even the Jays or the Mariners? I don't know. I think they have a really good closer. Um, I think they have a couple of outstanding starting pitchers, right? Like, I don't want to face Blake Snell in the playoffs. I don't want to face Musgrove in the playoffs. Josh Hader's a big-time closer. Might not have always been as good as his reputation since he got traded the trade deadline. And though they don't have Fernando Tatis Jr., they do have Soto, they do have Bell, they do have Manny Machado, um, and they ha- they they have played good enough baseball to get the playoffs. I just I think the Padres will give the Dodgers a bit of trouble if they can get out of that first round. Number five problem is they take on the Mets, and I think the Mets are really really good. I know they didn't finish strong, and I I get all that. Um, but the Mets are 54 and 27 at home. Remember, all three of these wild card games are played at home. And um, look, they've they've just they've they've loaded up. They've loaded up. The problem is obviously, what do you do with Degrom? You know, I love Edwin Diaz, the closer, and not just the trumpet, but um, I, I like this team. I. I don't know what went wrong for them the last month of the season to kind of give away the division to the Braves. Part of it is the Braves are that good. But the Mets are a dangerous team that I think the Dodgers would love to not play and even play the Padres who are talented instead. Number four. Go with the Yankees. Yankees is the fourth most likely. Um, 
You can make the case that Aaron Judge kind of pulled them out of the despair of that tailspin that they were in, and they were in a hell of a tailspin, right? And I, I personally love Aaron Boone. I've known him for a long time. You got Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez. You got a good team. I'm not totally sure about their the back end of their bullpen. Um, Yankees are good. I just don't see them in the top three of most likely to win a World Series. Number three. Dodgers. You're like, wait, they're third? I just, so much unknown in terms of closing out games. And playoff games are almost always decided in that eighth and ninth inning. And they took forever to finally tell us, you know, who it wouldn't be, but they didn't tell us who it would be. And I also, I, I think that Dave Roberts managing, you know, he's constantly handcuffed by the people upstairs who are telling him to read the computer printout. And I don't think that, I, you know, Dave Roberts has been doing it a long time. I want him to go with feel. Dodgers feel like a team that get to the playoffs and a little bit on the struggle bus as they, they, they search for a closer. Number two. You can make the case the Braves have been the best team in baseball over the last month and a half. They're the most dangerous team in the playoffs. Plus, they won the World Series last year. And even though they lost Freddie Freeman, who had a great year with the Dodgers, Matt Olson's probably a younger, better player at this point in time. Braves are legit. Number one. Astros. I'm not saying I like the Astros. I want to see them lose. I like to see them lose either to the Yankees or the Dodgers. I like to see them lose. I don't like what they got away with in 2017. But the Astros are really good. I mean, I think that's probably the most bothersome part about what happened in 2017, that on their own, they're really good. They don't actually need the help, but they got the help, right? Um, Astros are really good, man. Won 106 games. Verlander's back. I don't know how he's recovered this quickly and this well. Uh, Valdez is awesome. Even Ryan Presley, their closer, is really good. And, you know, you don't have to like Altuve or Bregman because they're part of that 17 squad. I think a blind man can say, like, they're they're loaded. They're loaded. They're kind of my favorite to come out of the American League. And when I say the favorite, I don't mean they're my favorite. I like them. I'm saying they're the favorite. They're the most likely based upon any odds you would draw up. Astros the most likely team to win a World Series. All right, there you go. There's our list of the day. Uh, Jason Stewart, I'm sure you have issues with the Dodgers at three and maybe with the Padres at six. I have issues with uh, Dodgers at, at three, but I don't have issues with your reasoning because I share that reasoning. I I am also scared to death of what's going to happen in the bullpen. Is somebody going to be the Julio Urias of 2020? Um who just is a starter now or a middle reliever that just takes over the closer role in the postseason out of nowhere and wins a title. Um, but I can't argue with this list. Astros are scary as hell. Uh, the Braves, nobody wants to play them. Um, but, yeah, I, I might put the Dodgers at two if I'm being honest, but uh, I can't argue with that. All right. Well, when the logic is so good that even you don't disagree with it, that's, that, that's pretty good. Let's get to your... Annoying! All right, Jason, normally I like to take this you're annoying thing, but you had a really good you're annoying guy for the day. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, taken from your number one team uh, to win the World Series, the Astros. Dusty Baker uh, puts his foot in his mouth. He tends to do that. You know, he's kind of the old old guy who doesn't give a crap. Um, so when you when you combine old guy and doesn't give a crap. You get some real stupid things that come out of his mouth. Uh, we remember 
that he's been taking up for these these Astros every time the cheating thing comes up, and he says, "Hey, a lot of these guys weren't even on the team, or this is you know this is a totally different team. People got to move on. Nobody's going to move on because the same ownership is in place and it's the same team name, Dusty. Nobody's moving on in L.A. or New York about that cheating scandal when that team stole the World Series. Now today he said that Barry Bonds." is the home run king and that you know that's an opinion shared by a lot of people but the reasoning behind it is because I was there for every one of them he says and there was no asterisk I didn't see any asterisks on any of the balls that he hit over the fence um I mean that logic has so many holes I don't need, I could spend an hour dicing it up but the problem with that is he doesn't reference the fact that there was juice flowing through Bonds' body when he hit those balls without asterisks on them. Um, him defending Bonds is not surprising, but the reasoning is is just stupid. It, of course it is. It's, there is there is no true lacks logic. Yes, that that's it's an all time bad one. I didn't see any asterisks on any of those balls. You're like what? That's one of those insulting my intelligence. I like Dusty. He's a thoroughly likable guy. And the reason that he's stuck around so long managing in baseball is he always has his guys back. Right? Like, well, how does Dusty Baker? He always has his guys back. You're not going to get the Astros job after they have a cheating scandal unless you have somebody who knows how to handle a cheating scandal. And the best way to handle a cheating scandal is like, he's my guy. They're my guys. I got it. So there is some logic to it. But, yes, it's the whole sticking up for Bonds in a myriad of different ways is annoying. And Dusty Baker, that's really annoying. I agree. So, Dusty, for the day, you're annoying! All right, every day uh, at this time on the uh, In the Bonus podcast, we like to bring back for you a portion of something we heard or saw on Fox Sports Radio. And now... This is uh, Dan Patrick talking about Jeremy Lin. How did your popularity affect your teammates, in particular Carmelo? I saw where he wasn't part of the documentary. What kind of impact do you think that had on him since it was his team? Um, I, you know, and I think this is something that will always be speculation. Um, I never knew then. I don't know now. I've never had a conversation about it personally with him. Um, but the only thing I, and I've said this and it's, I don't say it just to like be fake is I've never had a conflict with him personally. Um, everything that happened, everything that, you know, is what I know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything I heard from, you know, when, when D'Antoni came out multiple years later, when Amari came out multiple years later, like in the moment, I didn't know any of that stuff. I didn't know what was happening. I thought the Knicks, the Knicks were going to match me. Um, they told me they were going to match me. I just assumed it. Like I didn't understand what was happening, and uh, and I still don't know to this day exactly what happened. But I do know that was a magical moment. That was an amazing season, and he's part of the story, and he was part of our team, and and uh, and we don't make the playoffs without him. Um, so, you know, there's, you know, from my end, it's looking back, you know, I, I don't dwell on that, that, that aspect of it. No interest in sitting down and talking to him? Oh, definitely. You know, there's definitely that interest and, 
Um, and, uh, but we, I don't, I just don't think it's, it has worked out, um, yet, but you know, on my end, definitely, definitely there's that interest. I think it's fascinating. I, here's the, I think we can all make a parallel in our lives to things that went wrong and we didn't even know they were going wrong at the time. Right. I mean, I've had that at work where, you know, suddenly somebody doesn't want to use you anymore. You're like, well, what? Like, just how about a phone call and tell me why people can be very non-confrontational. And it's not just that I enjoy confrontation. It's that I, I just, I know what that feeling that Jeremy Lynn has where you're just like, dude, I don't, what I do wrong. Why do you not like, all I'm doing here is trying to hoop and make money and win some games and have some fun. What, what did I, what did I do wrong? Now, I, yesterday, Jeremy Lynn won our You're Annoying award for the day. Actually, our first ever You're Annoying one. As, as there were other inferences on other interviews to possibly his race is why it turned people off the NBA. I just, I don't think that's even close to being a possibility. But the idea that his most known teammate kind of froze him out emotionally during this time they had no great meeting of the minds, you know, weren't working together. That it just bums me out. It also tells me something I knew about Carmelo Anthony. He was a terrible leader back then. I don't think he's ever been a leader. You know, it wasn't just that he didn't play defense. It was that he was such a bully. He would yell off guys so he'd get his rebounds for his stats. And he quite obviously didn't want Jeremy Lin getting all the shine when he was a member of the Knicks, whether he played or he was hurt. I also think that the the Knicks, one of the reasons they let him go was they were so much better defensively without him. And if you think about it, look at them getting to the Eastern Conference Finals that year. Um, whereas the Rockets, so the Rockets had other success and got to the NBA Finals. It was all for naught. And I think the Knicks actually, in that case, made the right decision, even if they chose poor tactics and how they did it. All right, then there's this. This is two pros and a cup of Joe. LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox. And Brady Quinn talking about Aaron Judge's 60-second home run ball. Somebody comes to you and says, what would it take, money-wise, to get this ball off of you? I would say, what's the value of the ball? What's the, lo- what's the lowest you would accept? 20 bucks and a ham sandwich. 20 bucks if they and said 20 bucks and a ham sandwich, I, I would take the 20 bucks. I would go without the ham sandwich. I thought he was going somewhere else with that. I might, I might heat up the ham sandwich. I might toast it. A, <laughs> a toasted ham sandwich, sandwich with, with cheese on it is, is good. That's a good I'd, one. I'd take it back and play with my girls in, in the backyard with the, with the, with the baseball. Okay. <laughs> you imagine that? Okay. Uh, I mean, it's $2 million. You know, like to me, I'm gonna try and get okay. What outside of money would you take in return for the ball? If it wasn't money, what would you take in return? Uh, one of those T-shirts they shoot out in the T-shirt. You're hey. so disrespectful. Cold-blooded. Uh, you're so disrespectful what? to history. Cold-blooded. My God, this is just what? this is stunning. That's okay, um, I don't know. I mean, a ice cold beer. There's nothing better than that. One of those games, you know? Yeah, I would agree. There is nothing better than an ice cold beer. But like first thing you do if you catch the home run ball is if you don't value it, you offer it back to the player, right? But the idea you give it away with 20 bucks, like, I don't know. I don't. It's a historic home run ball that belongs in Cooperstown. And if you want to benefit along the way, like I would go to Aaron Judge and say, hey, man, can I get some playoff tickets and World Series tickets when you make it? Maybe get a signed jersey. Be done with it. I understand the desire for some people to, hey, man, this is a 
It's like a golden ticket. It's like I'm like Willy Wonka, and I finally got the golden ticket. I get it, but she didn't hit the home run. And if you didn't hit the home run, you're not truly entitled to the ball. That's what the Fox says. What does the Fox say? One correction, Doug. What, what's that? Yeah, Charlie was in search of the golden ticket. Willy Wonka oh, I had them and was giving them away. So. Right. I'll clean that up and edit. Thank you. I appreciate as, that. As far as you know. I appreciate yeah. you clean that up in post little post production edit. What uh, can you? Uh, who do you like in the game tonight? What's your pick of the day? My pick of the day. I, I get the Broncos have been a mess. I, I know that Russell Wilson doesn't look like himself. They just lost to the winless Raiders, but the Broncos have a distinct home field advantage. And oh yeah, by the way, while they were kind of a disaster in terms of the play calling, playing at home, both of those games they actually won. So. Um, I'm going to take the Broncos to win and to cover. Home teams generally win on Thursday nights. My bigger question is the over-under. Is at 42. 42. And it feels like this is a game that's not particularly high scoring. I'll take the Broncos and the under for tonight's pick of the day. Uh, I'll leave you with this. I don't know if you guys saw this story. This is a little bit of a basketball story. We're getting ready for tonight, Thursday night football. The, the Peyton Manning game, right? How bad they blow this one, not having Peyton do Amazon when it's the Colts against the Broncos. This should be one for the Manning cast. I think that's a royal screw-up. But regardless of that, uh, a story that'll probably get glossed over because it's college basketball and we're still 32 days away from the season kicking off is Kentucky has announced a six-year series with Gonzaga. Now, I, I, I know the last... 10 years especially, maybe 20 years, would allow you to believe that Gonzaga is somewhere in the level of Kentucky. Okay, But the way you know you're at somebody's level is if they will play a home-and-home, if they will play multiple neutral sites for you, and if the home-and-home isn't for them to bring a player home. Roy Williams did this for years. Like, why did they play? I remember he had Cody Zeller, right? Was it Cody Zeller? They had one of the Zellers. And I called the game when they played in Evansville. Why they play in Evansville? Because it was the closest to his boyhood home, which I think was like Washington, Indiana. Then they play like the, it's like the Hatchet House or something like that. So the name of the arena. Anyway, Roy Williams used to bring his play. Like he promised his guys, like, hey, if you come play for me, I will play a game close to home. That's not respect. Respect is what Kentucky has agreed to with Gonzaga, where they have. You know, this year it's at the Spokane Arena, which is technically not on Gonzaga's campus, but it's right down the street and it's 13,000 seat place. Then they go to Rupp, then they come back and play at the Kennel, and then they go back and they play at Rupp, and then they play neutral site like once in Nashville, once in Seattle. Right? Remember the old battle for Seattle? I think that's going to be back. And then they finish off playing back home and home. But the, the idea of it is that Gonzaga is now, frankly, on the level of Kentucky. They can bring the TV. They can bring the people in the seats. They can bring the ratings at home. Like this is Gonzaga. You can they 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 haven't been a mid major for years, and now they're not even a regular high major. They're a super elite. Uh, they're a super high major, if you will. Six games against Kentucky. Maybe it speaks more to who Kentucky is or where they are. But to get 
that sort of deal solidifies that Mark View. And what's also interesting is when they play the games, right, they haven't been able to get those big non-conference games in February to tune them up for the NCAA tournament. Hasn't affected them, though, because they've gone to two Final Fours. They've played a national championship game. They just come up short in both of them. That's the only thing left for the Zags. Truly. Played in Final Fours, had number one overall picks. Uh, You know, all of that stuff works. The last step is winning a national championship. Now they got home and homes and neutral sites with Kentucky. Again, like the Broncos and the under tonight, we got all of our five for five picks set for set for tomorrow's show. Check us out on terrestrial style or just continue to download the podcast. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Thanks for listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.